So, uh, welcome back to uh, Roll Initiative, Claw and Order, Special Cryptids Unit. I am... Sorry, I'm your DM, Brian, and I'm joined this week by Lord Barney. That's me. Oh, shit. Yeah, I... (laughs) It's me. It Eric. Yeah, because I, it's but, not actually your name. I didn't realize you were saying your name. Uh, what do you mean? I am Lord Baring Death the Brave. I'll have you know, I slayed the dragon of Gizzleglop. But yeah, uh, you got you guys got the memo right. We're doing uh, we're doing high fantasy this week. Uh, but it's uh, it, it's Shrek World. So, <laughs> so everybody made new character sheets. I'm playing the wolf, big bad wolf from. Anyway, I, me, Eric, me play Norman, normal human, as we all know, super normal, super human. I'm Mike. I'm the Jersey Devil. Super not human. <laughs> not at all. I, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Lawrence Aberlein, the dogman of Michigan. A little fun fact about uh, Lawrence today. He was actually the inspiration for the uh, the movie American Werewolf in London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, while he was studying at Oxford, got drunk in London, turned into a werewolf. Freaked That's people not out. What year did that movie come out? 1981. Yeah, so he couldn't be. Well, I guess he could be later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he was seen, you know, years before, and then and and that inspired the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And up, it hits. And he apologizes in the future for American Werewolf in Paris. That would be such balls. <laughs> but he was also in Paris for a summer. So. <laughs> yeah. Quite possibly the inspiration for that as well. Sadly, that one was more closely accurate to what really happened. <laughs> if you guys have ever seen it, the guy that runs away with the cross on his back, none of us have seen yeah, it. No, you can stop there. <laughs> no, no, not one of us. I've seen American Werewolf in London in parts. I remember that scaring the absolute piss out of me when I was a kid. It's a very good movie. I believe you. I don't think you do. No, I, I believe you want to watch it. <laughs> the uh, the werewolf transformation is grotesque. Yes, iconic. But, even. Yeah, it basically it, oh, it, 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 it inspired animorphs. I feel like because it takes like a, it, like almost five minutes to transform. Initiative, join us on our quest. Roll initiative, you can live the part of a long rest. All right, so let's recap what happened last week. It was a little bit of a shorter episode. We had uh, what you might call uh, network connectivity issues. So uh, it's a quick recap. Last week. And my brain just, yeah, your brain ever just shut off just as you were about to say something? Oh, absolutely. Uh, All the time. Uh, So last week we started with Norman. He had, uh, well, um, Lawrence made his way. He found the the secret passageway through uh, from the bar to the greenhouse. It was a set of air ducts that allowed him to 
kind of like walk around, walk along the outside of the building and it popped him down into the greenhouse. Um, he made a very poor stealth check uh, trying to enter the greenhouse and dropped his uh, bottle of liquor out of his pocket and it smashed on the floor, um, having him get caught by an animated shrub slash plant of some variety. It was it was a shrub. It was also kind of like creeping vines up the wall. Um, it threw Lawrence to the ground, but he was able to like steady himself and on his turn decided it was time to beat feet out of there and just kind of ran out of the greenhouse deciding not to, uh, to fight the large plant by himself. And he proceeded, uh, just kind of ran through the first door he saw, which popped him back into the dining hall. And Lawrence decided, well, fuck it. I've been here before and I lost my bottle of booze. Let's head back to the bar. While that was happening, Mikey made his way from the library into the game room. And upon entering the game room, was able to make a decent perception check and noticed that there was a coat rack right to his side as he entered into the game room that was animated and coming right for him. Um, in a heated battle of fire and, uh, and body slams from a coat rack, Mikey and the coat rack dealt some pretty decent blows to each other. Uh, there was an accidental setting of the corner of the room on fire from a fire bolt. And in the end, Mikey was able to best the coat rack and put out the fire. Uh, and he is still in the game room now where we had left him. And the last thing that was occurring while those, th those two things were happening was Norman was continuing his blanketing of the suspects in the lobby and his conversations. He managed to t talk to the Orang Pendek or Orange Panda and mm -hmm. from him kind of found out that he wasn't the biggest fan of Bigfoot's big boisterous personality and the attention that he brought to the people there but that he also didn't like the silence uh, that he thought he was going to enjoy when Bigfoot was not around as much as much as it is going on right now. He also said uh, that he was in his room asleep at night when he heard a loud scream in the evening. Uh, it was right around 4.30 in the morning, so dead first in the morning. Um, he heard the scream, but that he had already been awake for some reason and that he ventured that something must have woken him up like almost subconsciously or some kind of noise that he didn't perceive woke him up before he heard the scream and that and, and that it most uh, because the scream wouldn't have woken him up regularly because it's a it's a regular noise in, in the jungle where he comes from so you were able to kind of learn that bit of information that there was like some kind of possible noise before either the murder or the finding of the body that had woken him up previous to that and that also when you had approached orange panda that the mank who is the large skinny slenderman isk yeti uh, or sasquatch that is from uh 
Russia, the Russian area of the world had uh, kind of like eyed you up and slinked off as you approached Orange, Orange Panda, Orange Panda, bleh. And we are back there. So it is Norma's turn uh, to do as he pleases. He wanted to go after uh, Mank, I believe. Lawrence, you are still in the dining hall, but you are crossing across and you'll be in the bar on your next turn. And Mikey, you are in the uh, game room having put out the fire and defeated the, uh, the animated uh, coat rack. Does anybody have any questions for me before we get going? Would you uh, like a hug? Me? Myself? Yeah. yeah. I'll take a hug, yeah. All right. I'm ready. What's Where's up? my hug? <laughs> it, it's coming. It's just going to take me like 40 minutes to drive there. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Correct. Uh, it is, is your turn, Norman. Um, the... Me, Norm. Yeah. Uh, the the mank is still in the room. They just kind of like walk over towards like, the corner. Uh, they're like just kind of like leaning on a on a chair by a table, just Sorry. kind of like standing Sorry. by themselves now. It's okay. Um, if you're gonna fight Ryan, though, you should not also cough after I called him weak for coughing. I'm so weak too. <laughs> But uh, I'm definitely going to approach this Mank. I would like to read his body language to see, like, his overall... I'd like to vibe check him. Alright, give me an insight check. <laughs> the classic vibe check. This is a classic vibe check. That's an 11 on the vibe check. It's an 11 on the vibe check. You guys, I feel like you guys have rolled like so like mediocrely through this for the most part except for like a few I've got plus really good rolls. Yeah, yeah, that's a three. That's a bad roll then. Oh, it's a it's a dookie. It's a dookie. A solid roll. dookie. Um he has a like he has a standoffish vibe to him. He also has but it's not like a like a slouching slinking standoffish vibe. It's mildly aggressive. Um yeah, he doesn't have he doesn't have that like scanning the room aggro kind of vibe to him, but he has that like quiet guy, uh, don't fuck with me type of vibe to him. Hmm. All right. In that case, I'm going to kind of puff my chest out. I'm still mini squatch form. For, yep. for those of you at home, I'm still disguised as I'm walking amongst the Squatch as a Squatch. Uh, I'm going to approach in a Squatch-like stride, strong and confident, and just be like, "Hello." All right. Um, he is considerably taller than you. Like you and uh, Orange Panda, Orange Pendic were pretty close in height. He is. A almost a full three foot at like like at if he's standing at his full height, almost a three a full three foot above you in terms of uh in terms of height, he is like kind of leaning on this chair. So it's not that full, fully daunting like frame above you, but he is still considerably taller than you. 
looks I down don't at you look as you scared and weak towards him as I'm approaching because I feel like I don't something about him strikes me as he would he would more respect someone who's like confidently striding as opposed to just like oh excuse me sir can I talk to you for a moment of your time so he looks down at you in your uh, smaller uh, Sasquatch form and kind of like gives you like a one over and as you walk up like doesn't like like continues to lean um, in like a not comfortable but he didn't like stand up in an aggressive way when you walked over he just kind of is giving you like a, an up and down, scanning you a little bit. I do not, do not normally talk to strangers, and I do not think I would like to start now. I understand, but given departure of our friend, I just wanted to introduce myself to everyone who comes to this our friend you know you know big you know bigfoots for years he was a close friend of mine and i was much looking forward to getting to spend time with him here amongst the squatch yes everybody loves bigfoots he is he was okay it was not exactly my my style but you know doesn't mean should be dead of course not everyone for everyone but you know i i did not i he is he was all right guy what would you what do you need to know from me about him? I was just trying to get to know everyone and see, you know, meet, meet his other friends. I don't know. Maybe hear stories of what what stuff he used to do here. I get drunk is what he used to do here. Get real, real fucking wasted is what he would do here. Yeah, that's very ah. biggie foot. Yeah, he was a booze hound. Him and Yeti and and even even Panda, he really throw it down. Those guys, those guys can drink. I mean, they can't drink vodka like me, but they can drink. Did Did you get suddenly woken up last night? I just noticed a few people saying they heard loud noises before the event. No, I. No, I don't remember waking up for anything. I mean, we did. I did drink quite a bit of vodka last night. I remember we were all hanging out. A couple of us, it was me and Yeti and Bigfoot and Jemozit uh, uh, was there. And we were drinking here in the lobby. We had gotten a couple bottles and some beers from the bar, and we were here pretty late. Chemozit essentially decided to go to bed. I decided and probably best to go sleep. Those Yeti and Bigfoot, when they hang out together, can get very wild. They get 
it's very loud. It's a lot of yelling and trying to one up each other and doing extreme activities, drinking excessively. So eventually just kind of slipped out. I did see uh, as I was leaving, I think I saw Skunk Ape showing up at the same time. He looked like he had just woken up. But that was the last time I saw really any of them. And I headed to bed. I drank a little bit more when I got back to the room. You know how it is, a little nightcap. For sure. And then, boom, out I go. Sleep like light. It, it, loud noises, it, these things don't bother me. It is, uh, it is loud where I come from. I tried to make it as quiet as possible, but it tends to be awfully loud. Well, I think I've taken up enough of your time. Um, I appreciate you taking it, though. Uh, yes, I, I guess this was fine. This was better than I thought it might be. Hey, there you go. All right, so you've talked to most of the people. Yeah, so you're saying Skunk Ape woke up in the middle of the... Or, like, when everyone else was getting ready for bed, Skunk Ape showed up just like he just woke up. Like, oh, I'm going to be fully rested by the time everyone else goes to sleep. Just interesting. Just, you know, just saying that out loud. I find that interesting. And with that, we are going to go back around to the top of the order. But before that happens, you are in the lobby, Norman. So this information is going to get delivered to you. But everybody's got like their pagers. They're kind of like their collective communicators on them, essentially like a little bit of a magical thing. So you're going to get like the basic of the information. And Skunk Ape comes over to you, Norman. And I believe I was doing Southern voice for him because French was too difficult to, to, to uh, maintain. So it was just like, I do declare uh, he's Foghorn Leghorn, if I remember correctly. That sounds right. I, I just heard back from uh, the coroner and the initial report is in. It says that he, the only kind of damage on the body appears to be some variety of piercing damage and that the toxicology reports are still out and there's also they they, they sensed some kind of faint like arcane sense to them so they are having like a a, a wizard, uh, wizardy, shamany type of person come in and take a look at it as well. So we'll know more about that as well soon. But yeah, it appears the only kind of um, wound on the body was some something that seemed to have pierced him at some point, um, left some kind of hole in him. Mm. I wish I was there to ask where. Yeah, where on the body was he? Pierce. Uh it, 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 it looked like it was to the center mass, like into his chest cavity. And we're okay, so we have a center mass puncture wound. Uh did you say how what what the approximate diameter of the injury was? Like did it seem like a dagger or like a spear? Uh smaller, not 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 spear size, something something much smaller than that, it appeared. Not a big hole. 
So it's quite possible that someone stabbed him with some sort of poison, but we need the toxicology report first. That is one thing that possibly could have happened indeed, yes. Well, unless until we find that murder weapon, it's going to be hard to determine. Agreed. We definitely do need to find uh, some variety of murder weapon. That is correct. Uh, that is all I've got, though, from the coroner so far. Uh, when I hear back from them, I will give you more information. All right. Uh, I would very much appreciate that. You got you to gotta stay on me with the details. Yes. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Eric, go fight Ryan. He sounds weak right now. Ah! Hold on. I'm powering up. Ah! Punch him directly in his later. <laughs> That's a really long con payoff. If Eric just like spends 18 episodes screaming like a Super Saiyan. <laughs> Like, that's beyond a spirit bomb at that point. Like, that has to be full plot armor. It's a spirit bong. But I'm boom. <coughs> All right, so you guys got a little bit of information from the uh, coroner. And we are now rotating back around to the top of the order. Lawrence, you were passing through the dining hall, a room that we know has really nothing going on on it. And you're heading back to the bar. To grab yourself another bottle of booze. <laughs> Very much. Uh, I really think I probably should go to the lobby and just meet up with everyone. Well, you or could do, do that. Do anything that's not get drunk. You could you could go to the lobby if instead of the bar if that's what you would like to do, or you could go to the bar and then t- next turn go to the lobby. <laughs> you know, I'm not telling you what to do, but maybe do anything that's not just get drunk. But it's my character. It's what my character. That's all of your character <laughs> ever made. Art imitates life. What can I say? <laughs> this isn't no. art. <laughs> I'm gonna. Mo- I'm gonna move to the lobby. All right. So oh, you're wow. moving to the lobby, right? Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, actually, before I go, uh, you know, we already have a fixed guy, a Sasquatch. So I'm not gonna turn into a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. All right. You 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 think about turning into a werewolf, and you're like, ah, nah. <laughs> Not that drunk. I mean, they might. You might fit in better. They might go like, oh, I was weirded out when a human was here, but now that I see that you're not, like, it might actually be more comfortable for them. That's a good point. All right, fuck it. I'll, I'll turn into a werewolf. How? Lawrence turns into a werewolf. Um, I tuck, tuck my tail into my <laughs> suit pants. Oh, but it's so fluffy. As you walk into the lobby, I'd like you to give me either an intimidation check or a performance check, depending on what you would like to be. Like, do you want to uh, like make everybody feel like you're like the alpha dog in the room, or do you want to just like like look like everyone else and try to like blend? Kind of. They're both plus one, so it doesn't really matter. How do you want to? Kind of, yeah, how do you want to play the scenario? Uh, I, I imagine I'm shorter than everyone else, even probably Norman. So I'm going to do the little man complex, the big intimidation. It's a five. <laughs> that All big right. Intimidation energy. So you walk in and as you like walk back in and 
I feel like people like heard you in the other room, like, like, like turning into a werewolf. Like, what the? <laughs> what? Norman's like, guys, it's fine. It's like, I, he's with me. He's with me. He's with me. He's just just learned the news. I'm very upset. Uh, very upset. So you come back into the room as as a werewolf now. Um, you're considerably smaller than most of the people. Um, if you're smaller than Norman, then you're probably then you're smaller than like Orin Pendick, furry. Uh, so it you blend in and you make people feel uh, like 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 Mike was kind of suggesting. It's a little bit more at ease. Uh, than, than they were, than they would have been if you just kind of like strolled back in like a human cop. <laughs> I slip on a puddle, though. Do a <gasps> comical. Uh, it's a very comic relief entrance. It's gonna smell like wet dog in here. Use prestidigitation to cover up my scent. Oh, excellent. So, you're in the lobby now. Is there anything you want to do now that you've reconvened with Norman in the lobby. You want to go talk to Norman? Is there yeah, any, gonna... uh, anyone else you want to talk to? I'm going to go up to Norman and just kind of share what I learned. Uh, there's ventilation leading to different like shortcuts. Uh, the greenhouse has a murderous plant monster in it. Uh, it caught the scent of wolfsbane, which I know can also kill. So we may have the poison then. We might, but... What I'm hoping for is a little more concrete evidence. Did you sniff out the location of the poison? Led to the greenhouse where the plant monster attacked me. So should we go kill that plant monster and see if we can find the poison? I think we should, probably. Uh, you know where uh, Mikey is? No, I was hoping he was with you. No, no unfortunately. I forget, is it you or him that could talk telepathically? Him. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like with that, like that, that's a good cinematic moment to just cut from you guys being like, uh, you know where Mikey is? Nah, I don't know where Mikey is. I thought he'd be, I thought he'd be with you. Uh, he's the one that could talk telepathically. Bam, we cut back over to Mikey. Mikey, you are in the game room. You got jumped as soon as you walked in here, so you have only kind of seen, like, you saw the billiards table, you saw some card tables, there was, like, a little, like, uh, like a little dry bar area, lots of nice posters up on the wall, um, some, like, cigars, like, so, like uh, some, some little mini tables with ashtrays on it for you to sit down and have a cigar, a, like, a really, like, man's man's game room type deal. You got attacked pretty much as soon as you walked in, so you haven't really gotten to investigate the room at all. So if you'd like to give me either Arcana checks, investigation check, however you'd like to like search the room. Okay, well, I have time. Like, Will I be able to do that in, in a turn and then also go back to the lobby? Because I do want to regroup with the dudes. Yeah, you still have a move. Okay. So I'm going to pull out my little uh, fucking, what's it called? My pendant for my holster, like a little tricorder. Arcana. Ten. The magic kills you immediately. <laughs> Mikey, 
do you want to roll me a uh, a check? Yeah, let's uh, take a look around this room and see what we got in here. Dust my jacket off. Make sure it didn't get all fucked up in the fight, and investigate this bullshit. I'm not just saying that so I can find it. Uh, bang. Say more things. Say more things. 13, even. Makes sense. I'm a demon. <laughs> so am I. Oh, and I'm a 13th so... devil. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Are you the 13th child, too? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yep. All right. Uh, so with a 13, you... Take a look around. There is a bunch of like interesting like displays up on the walls. Uh, you see like an old hunting like musket like elephant gun and some like trophies like taxidermied like rhino heads, uh, lion, li- a lion head with a mane. Some very like really fancy country stuff. There is some like old west stuff up on the walls, some lassos, uh, saddles, a um, a pistol set with like a bandolier, and then as you go around, there's like some swords up on the walls, battle axes, uh, like Viking helmet, some knight shields, uh, like a very interesting like display of uh, machismo and warriorship throughout like the ages is up along the wall. And you, you just get like, there's a smell in this room that's like very familiar to you. You can't quite put your finger on it, but there's, there's like a smell and a feeling in this room, both like reminiscent of, like they both kind of get give you almost a nostalgic feeling of home. Mm. But you can't. With a 13, you cannot quite put your finger on what in this room is giving you like that smell and vibe of home. But something in this room certainly has like kind of triggered your nostalgic memory cortex, like that, like that, like real like endorphin rush, kind of like putting you back in a place at a time. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I haven't, uh, that doesn't eliminate this as the room that he was killed in though in fact there's more weapons on the wall than ever <laughs> making me think yeah. there could be there's a lot of weapons on the walls in here um and your investigation has not eliminated the fact it ha- hasn't eliminated uh this room as a, as a possible suspect room <clears throat> there's been like some damage to the room with your fight with the coat rack and the and the small fire that started here but your 13 investigation hasn't like turned the room fully over. So you couldn't write this one off and say, nah, this wasn't it. I, 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 like, like you said, as a matter of fact, all the weaponry actually is more suspicious. Um, I think if that's all I can do in here, I'm going to rejoin with my brethren in the lobby. Excellent. And discuss what's going on. All right. So uh, Mikey is going to enter in through like the Southern door in the room norman and lawrence are already kind of like huddled up together having like just received the information recently from uh skunk ape about the the puncture wound the piercing essentially think of it like piercing damage like think of like weapons that could deal piercing damage in D terms you guys have just received that information 
and you were talking about your plan to go back to the uh, greenhouse where Lawrence had been attacked. And Mikey, Mikey walks through. Uh, you walk in, and the Sasquatches all look up at you and give you about the same reaction they gave Lawrence. You're a little bit bigger because you, you're just a taller standing individual. You, you generally like kind of had a crouch to get into some rooms, just a big frame. So you stand, you stand closer in height to some of these guys than Lawrence did, but you are not the only the bottom half. You, you only got a little bit of fur on your goat legs, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you, you got the size, you lack the fur, but I feel like you got, you get, you get a bit more respect with the size when you walk in. There's I imagine good- uh, it's not, I guess it's not really fur unless that's what you would call like what a horse has. I think he has like a coat. Like like a hair, thin, I guess. Like a thin coat. I want to call it hair because they brush horses. Yeah. Well, like wool, I guess, because they've, you know, sheep. No, it's not. No, it's not wool on a goat. Wool's all curly and pretty sure it's just called a coat. A goat coat? Oh, no. Like a like a dog. Well, a dog has fur. I don't fucking know, dude. Uh, the question is, will never refer to their horse's coat as fur. Okay. But they do call it hair. Okay. Well, then right, so, we'll yeah. go with Brian. He said it was hair. A I still like coat. Oh, this is weird. A horse's coat is known as hair. However, yeah. it is often referred to as simply their coat. So, Mike Smith, you're right, but also it is still hair. So, Brian's also right. Double but, right. You're, but you're not a horse. You're a goat. I have a horse's head. Ah, uh, okay. That's right. How much do the Squatches care about the differences between hair and fur? <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking with like the, like, I for, like the horse's head definitely. If you have like, if you have some, some hair out there, I feel like, I feel like they, they, they respect that. It's like a full face covering of hair. Oh yeah, you're saying that they would, it, somebody would look ugly and if they had nude face. Well, yeah, if yeah you, they're used if, to the more like, furry. They're, they're, they're here. Face. They're here to like cut loose and like be able to enjoy like you know the the, the tropical beach while not having people stare at them for being big hairy guys. They don't want a bunch of normies running around. Nothing against you, Norman. But like norm, you know, like normal people, normal humans. They don't want those guys here. Uh, yes, of course, yeah. <laughs> of course. But, but Norman and I start shifting violently side to side. I just feel like you're like you're like totally still. Like you like you like pause in like the Bigfoot pose, like that kind <laughs> right. of like sideways walk with the arms, and then you're just like violently looking side to side. Like hopefully nobody realizes I'm a normal human. Normally, I want everyone to notice I'm a normal human, but right now I have to hide the fact that I'm a normal human. I'm having a conundrum. <laughs> this is an existential crisis. Actually, I'm curious how I knew this was nor- normal, uh, Norman. Because I look the exact same, just <laughs> furrier. <laughs> re- 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 remember, he's also a short Sasquatch. Oh, uh, okay. And I'm wearing that same pair of glasses that no matter what I do, I always have yep. on. Yes. He, he looks like he looks like if Clark Kent became a Bigfoot, <laughs> you'd still recognize it. Even like as long as he has the glasses on, you can tell it's Clark Kent. But once you take them off, you you, you have you, it's super ape. All right, so you guys are reunited, and it 
feels so good. Actually, can we hang out here for like an hour, 30 minutes, maybe? <laughs> Are you that thinged up? I'm missing 11 HP. I wouldn't mind uh, getting that I mean, back. You guys, you guys are free to you guys are free to hang out in the lobby for for a little while. Excellent. There's uh, a bar right over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you have one track and your mind is always riding it. <laughs> I think Mikey's also a little bit dinged up and could probably use a short rest. Yeah, we just got here. We didn't all hang out with fucking these friendly Sasquatches. Some of us fought plant monsters. Well, I ran away from a plant monster, but he bravely ran away, away. <laughs> That's clever. We should write that down. Yeah, I'll write that song and maybe I'll I'll uh, submit it to my friends over. And I don't know what year they existed at. Actually, I think money. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, does a uh, short rest give you how many HP? It's a uh, roll as uh, many hit die as you'd like. Yes, I have oh, I like saw you roll it, it popped up werewolf, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> we don't take kindly to their type around here. Um, you also get you, you also get back your war you also get back your warlock. Oh, that's two max rolls for werewolf. I did not need that. Didn't you say you were missing eleven? Yeah. Why'd you roll the second one? <laughs> I'd probably be fine. You guys have short rested. The only way you, you guys can kind of pick your way through if you're going back to the greenhouse, you can go back to the game room and investigate that again on your way back through. You can go back down through the dining hall because we all know the dining hall is safe. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know the dining hall is safe if you guys don't want to fight anything. Uh, how's the game room, Mikey? Uh, a little iffy. Uh, let's just say I uh, had a problem with the coat rack mm. and uh, kind of almost lit the whole place on fire. Explains the scorch marks on your suit. Were Is this a euphemism? Uh, I don't know how it would be, but no. <laughs> I've never heard someone explain a situation as I had a problem with the coat rack. <laughs> 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 You're saying it like it's a term of phrase that, like, you know, you know people from my area, we all say, you know, he had a run. Oh, I'll rack. explain it if we if we go that direction. It's uh, there's some nasty shit in there, and uh, like animated objects. Uh, the whole entire place is lined with. Oh, weapons. oh, so you actually fought the coat rack? I actually fought a coat rack. <laughs> say no more. Well, uh, did you hear? I fought a plant monster in the greenhouse. So the greenhouse is fucked up too. What in this house isn't completely wackadoo? The bar was okay. If you guys want to just say fuck the greenhouse, go to the bar. <laughs> Why as okay, as in there was no evidence there. Like you didn't find a like. Uh, I that's a, not where he was killed. I caught a whiff of poison uh, through the AC vents, and I followed it into the greenhouse. Now we got word that's a puncture wound. I'm Start to think it's not relevant. Well, puncture wounds a great way to deliver poison. Did you drink any of the things in the bar? Uh, no. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Are you? Are you sure the poison? You couldn't. You might have been smelling that. No, it came from the AC vents. Trust me, I'm very good at smelling things. Uh, yeah, I guess you got a point. So, theoretically, we should clear out the greenhouse. 
and see if the poison has any lead. Right now, that's our best lead. I mean, Angry Coat Rack, I guess, could lead to maybe a sentient object stabbed him. Well, I there was a bunch of traps laid out. Um, I know he definitely wasn't killed in the library. I checked that place top to bottom, but there was a trap laid there. It seems like this place is rigged. Maybe we should ask, uh, which one was the head again? Yeti. Yeti. Maybe we should ask him, like, hey, what's up with the uh, attacking coat racks and rose bushes and the greenhouse? Maybe warning people that the whole place is booby-trapped and that every room could kill you is probably a... That might be the killer. It might not be these guys. Yeah, but maybe we don't want these guys to walk straight into a death trap. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. But at the same time, if we tell everyone that we're onto something, that could force someone's hand. So, hmm, hmm. Good point. Just, they know to stay in it. Well, hold on. I talked to everyone while you guys were exploring. I have some people that I feel like aren't guilty. Maybe we should warn the most trustworthy of them. No, you can't know who did it yet. Of course not. You could be you could be warning the, the person. Indeed. But telling everyone means we guarantee tell the person trying to minimize. No, but I'm saying how did you make your distinction of who you're just guessing? It's oh of course. Everyone's gonna be just guessing until we find well, solid evidence. Tell anybody. To to them. Guys, I have an idea. I don't want Yeti to walk into a trap. I like him. How about I leave Winston watching over the bar? We pull the fire, or no, we say we found something, some evidence leading to the killer, and one of us pulls the fucking fire alarm. What? And we all legs at the Last building. time, wait, wait, hold up a second, both of you guys. Last time I checked, they're staying in the lobby. Yeah, but if we pull the fire alarm and say right before, right after. What are right, we achieving? Right after we say we found some evidence of a murder, whoever doesn't go outside, right, is going to try to. Oh, Try to stay behind and uh, cover that shit up. But yeah, but you might. Not, someone else might go running back in for so many different reasons. That's why we uh, leave Winston to fly I, around I, and I check just, out. Shit. We haven't we haven't done enough research yet. Let's just continue searching the place and finding evidence before we start doing crazy shit. I, I don't know. I feel like warning people that like at least two of the other rooms in this place they're are not, heavily booby trapped. They're not going in the rooms. He's right. They are staying here. Are, are they all going to stay in the lobby? Do we know they're all staying in the lobby for a prolonged time? They are sequestered to the lobby. They're not supposed to leave the lobby. Uh-huh. Uh, they're supposed to be staying here because they are all suspects. And yeah. it's a crime scene. Uh, there is like a bathroom off of the lobby. Uh, there's an office off of the lobby. Um, but they're not really supposed to leave that general area. They can go to the bathroom. The office is kind of like set up as like a snooze area slash getaway. Um, so whenever you've kind of seen somebody walk off screen, they're they're like walk away. They're just kind of like going the other side of the lobby. It's a rather large lobby. Um, there's like a a seating area, a bar area, um, a check-in desk. So there's different spots you can be in without being on top of each other. All right, in that case, if if we know they're not going to leave here, I say we just start going around, because if anyone tries to leave, all the not guilty people are going to just swarm and be like, where the fuck are you going, huh? Mm-hmm. But an innocent man could do that as well. Like you. Yeah, we could, we could just, uh, you know, 
investigate while they stay in here and that way none of us get like eaten alive by a plant on our own yeah no more splitting up we're sticking together since we know this place is dangerous obviously unless there's like a really good reason to split up but in general i say we don't just split in the rooms and go and by ourselves anymore yeah i think that's good i think we can agree no splitting up unless we yeah unless you're like chasing someone down who's who's making a run for it or something because you know if someone makes a run for it i'm chasing them down as a dog (laughs) (laughs) i'm also quite fast in this form all right so if, if someone runs we chasing them down but for now let's go kill a plant in the greenhouse all right. Uh, which direction do you guys want to go? Uh, I want to go. So we know the dining hall safe and the game rooms where Mike got attacked by the coat rack. Yes. I want to go through the game room. All right. Before you guys leave the lobby, somebody give me a pure luck check. Just roll me a d20. Who wants to do it? Not me. All right. I'll do it. I don't feel like rolling a two right now. 17. There you go. Not, not a twenty. Uh, nah. You guys, you guys are heading on out of the lobby and down into the game room. As you guys enter the game room, everybody can give me perception checks. Oh, a- after we've left the lobby, also I change back into human form. All right. Damn smooth skins. Is it a smooth transformation, or is it like? I've been a werewolf for like 100 plus years now. I think I've mastered transforming. It's still so distracting that I can't look at anything else. (laughs) I got a nat one slash nine on my perception check. (laughs) (laughs) Or he got a nat one on his perception check. Let's go. Let's go. I got a 19. All right, cool. As you guys walk in, there are coat racks on either side of the door. They... Mikey walks in, turns left, sees a coat rack, surprised, jumps back, knocks it over, hits it, it falls over, knocks over the coat rack that's uh, on the other side in front of Norman. So you guys both get kind of like like jumped back by coat racks. These coat racks are not uh, <laughs> an- animated coat racks, I'm, though. I'm currently stomping them, though. I'm just stomping the shit out of these coat racks. They're like, oh my god, they came for us, Mikey! <laughs> no, no, no! Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the uh, it's that's just a correct. I was about was... to transform into a bear and start mauling them. As nah, 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 it's fine. It's fine. This is actually interesting. Uh, Lawrence, you rolled a nineteen, but with advantage, you would have rolled a nat twenty. And this is going to pertain to your sense of smell. Ah, so you're going to be rolling with advantage. You smell sulfur. You smell that kind of like peppery smell of gunpowder. You you can distinctly it smells like one of the guns in this room lining the walls has been fired recently. Recently. It's like it's like your your nose is like so powerful that like it has like almost that kind of burn to mm. it. Like that you like that like you're you're picking up that much of it that you almost like 
can feel that like little burn to the back of your nostrils. Uh, actually, especially as your as your like nose is actually, I feel like as you're walking through the door, still turning back from a wolf into a man. So like your nose picks it up and and it's almost kind of like it like makes your eyes water a little bit. The uh, intensity of the of the smell it kind of fades away as your nose turns back into a human nose, um, but you can distinctly like you've smelled the smell hundreds of times. You've been alive for a long time. You fought in the wars. I've been at this for a while. You know the smell of a gunshot. Vietnam flashbacks, baby. <laughs> uh, roll, roll a uh, roll an intelligence saving throw, real quick for me. Intelligence saving throw. That is a nat twenty eight intelligence right. saving throw. You, you're not you, you push right through your Vietnam flashbacks. You're not crippled <laughs> by it. If you roll very poorly, I would have been like narrate narrate. Uh, Lawrence curls up in a ball on the floor, and 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 just yells, "No, no, we didn't lose. God damn it." <laughs> you pass uh, only eighteen. Um, I done is it? So, so with his nat twenty uh, perception check on the on the smell, you can smell it down. Uh, you're walking around the room, kind of sniffing, as like as. Uh, Norman is stomping on a uh, on a coat rack, and Mikey's like just kind of like stepping gingerly over the other one. Um, you hear the break of a coat rack. Norman has successfully stomped the coat rack out, uh, but you I are think I fixed it. It's <laughs> a lot of coat racks Guys, here. Mikey, I, I, I don't know why this is so tough on you, man. I I, I beat this coat rack up pretty good. <laughs> it, it didn't even fight uh, back. It didn't even fight back, man. Uh, but you're kind of walking in the room. You walk past and up to the uh, to the elephant gun kind of like blunderbuss uh, setup that he's got up there. These ones don't smell like it. Black powder's got kind of a different smell to it, anyways. Um, Lions, grab not- that elephant gun. You've been saying the <laughs> one with us. Oh, yeah. uh, is it deactivated or anything? Uh, give me a uh, give me a luck check. Um, if it is a 17 or higher on a d20, it's a it, it, it's a working elephant gun. That's a three. What the hell is a luck check? That's a that's a three. No. It's a replica. It's a replica. Yeah, oh, that's Damn. fake. Fake. Push it All those times you were saying we should we should have brought an elephant gun. This was our chance. It's a gator gun, uh, but, but basically same but concept. You can smell. They do have a um, one of those old school uh, black powder bags. Uh, that you would use to like load a musket with, they have one of those, and you can smell the black powder in that. Mm. So they do have like a a small little bag full of black powder, if you'd like that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take that. All right, Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence takes a bag of black powder off the wall. You can add a small bomb to your inventory. Oh, I love it. I'll just shoot it with my gun later, and it'll fucking blow up in that plant's face. That plant that hit me on the way out. Um, add it to inventory. <laughs> As you go down the line, um, you go past, you know, the, the, the old musket, the elephant gun, the blunderbuss. 
uh, you get to the uh, the Old West display, and there is the pair of uh, six-shooter pistols mm, with Colt. the bandolier. And it is one of those pistols. Hmm. I want has, take has the all right, you want to uh, you want to just grab that pistol? Yeah, and I'll slap up my old uh, detective special, uh, detective thirty eight special, <laughs> to replace it. Wait, no, you're not understanding. We need to check this. <laughs> need to check weapon. it to see if it's the murder weapon. Yeah, but I'll keep it anyways, if it if it is. Oh, can, like I like dust it for prints or something first before you put yours on. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm Can we like, investigate it first? I'm drooling over this yes. gun. It's Clint Eastwood used one of these and good to bad the ugly. We should have been this happy when I when we saw the elephant gun. <laughs> I'm more of a pistols guy. If you didn't see, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. that, but the ele- like you already have a pistol. What we don't have is heavy artillery. <laughs> this pistol. Hey, I'm artillery. your heavy artillery right here. <laughs> All right, um, fine. Yes, yeah, said that once before. I feel like something silly happened afterwards. <laughs> All right, so in order, Norman, give me an investigation check. Oh, God. Mikey, give me an arcana check. Hey. And a 10 with a plus. All here. right, so the 16 investigation, Norman, you don't see, like, you can, um, we'll say you guys have, like, uh, a kit, uh, like a like a small kit of of tools that you would use as investigators. Uh, you throw down a quick dusting on the gun, and you do not find any like usable prints. Um, everything seems to be fairly smudged on the gun, like somebody either like wiped it kind of down afterwards, or their hands are just very furry and don't allow for uh, a good uh, capture of prints a lot of times. Mm. Uh, with a 16, you do notice that in the hammer of a hair. the gun is a hair. You son of a bitch. Sorry, I, as, soon as, as soon as you mentioned how hairy they were, my, it, before you said anything, I was going to be like, can I check it for a hair trap in any of the mechanisms? Yep. Uh, so in the hammer Ooh. is hair. And this hair, there's like a, like, a, like a couple hairs there, but it is a grayish, silvery white in color. All right. And I have met, the, I've seen all of them. Yeti has white hair, obviously. You said another one also had a white coat. Hang on. All right. So uh, the other ones with a uh, white and or gray uh, coloring would be the Hibigan and uh, the Menk has um has like some silverish grayish parts to it as well as skunk ape has kind of like a silver patch on its chest but it is mostly a orange ish kind of like muddy color yeah Uh, my question is who has white white or silver fur in their hand region uh in 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 that scenario you'd be looking at yeti uh hibigan and possibly mank they had it kind of like modeled in through their fur. Yeah. Mikey, you're getting that look in your face like there's some sort of arcana check that needs to be made. Why don't you take the silvery barbs and re-roll that arcana check? 
Wait, uh, you trying to like do something to my mind right now? <laughs> I'm just helping out. No, okay. it's fine. I'll accept it. And I open up my friggin' psychic ability. Like we're just we're communicating to each other, but not actually saying anything, like in words. You guys are being weird. Checking the room. I got a twelve. <laughs> so much so while they're both psychically linked, I turn to them I'm like, well, well, no one's saying anything, and I start revealing a bunch of stuff about my character secrets to them while they're psychically. Linked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool, but Mikey. All right, so with a 12, uh, you're kind of aware you were last time you are in the game room. Uh, you can now kind of tell that the smell that you were smelling uh, is coming from the gun that Lawrence is grabbing. Um, it's that kind of like sulfury, brimstone smell. The smell of like heated metal is like a very familiar smell for you uh, from home. And then you don't, you can't place it. You don't know what it is, but something about that gun or that set of guns has like a very hellish vibe. Maybe not your plane or your level of hell, but it has like, it has some kind of maybe somebody who. We, who made a deal with a devil at some point wielded those guns. There's some kind of uh, like uh, just a, a faint arcanal on them of uh, of uh, of of power of hellish power, kind of. Oh, hold up there! I'm feeling something on that. Uh, I'm like scanning my little thing, like it's a tricorder. Yeah, I can't quite tell but there's like a residual something it it definitely seems like demonic very familiar if you know what i'm saying is is there actual magic coming off of it well that's hard to tell i'm just getting something do either of you Thanks. have detect magic uh, I, I, do. I do have magic. i do have both i could Ritual cast identify on it, or to detect magic. Well, as far as it having magic on it, it's not. I'm not sure. You might be wasting your time. It could be that this, like, as far as what I'm picking up, this could be. This could have been owned by a guy who wanted to be a musician, so he sold his soul to some somebody. But not my, not my daddy. I can tell you that this is not. I'm not picking up residuals from my dad's plane. Oh, I thought you were going to say your dad doesn't deal with musicians. <laughs> oh, no, he definitely does. A lot of good record deals. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to get worried. I, I didn't tell you guys about this, but uh, I burned down my cabin. Um, when I got there, there was, uh, there was somebody there, a, a demon from another plane. Uh oh. I'm 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 getting worried that there might be some things going around and they might have something to do with this. I cast it at my home. I thought I was the only one. I got attacked at my apartment above the movie theater. There was a werewolf there. Well, that's great. Someone's after us too, but I think first and foremost we have to focus on the case now. But it's good to know that. Yeah, uh, but one thing I should point out, when I was over in the library, that trap that I set off that almost got me, it was a pentagram. That's, that's your type of magic, and you're sensing more infernal style magic. 
in the area? I, I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, okay, guys, give me a couple. Uh, give me one minute as I flip open my book uh, to bring out Winston. I'm going to use my free ritual cast of identify on um, on these revolvers. So while you're casting that for a minute, I'm just going to be like, you know, I really appreciate you guys listening. It, it took a lot for me to open up to you yeah, guys. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. great. That's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Winston, uh, oh, I should introduce you guys formally. This is Winston. He's a, well, he's an interesting fellow I met while I was studying in Oxford. Um, oh, little spy I, guy? Yeah, I remember him. Who's who he talking about? So I, so I, I uh, Winston could be like a tiny little man now, right? He could be a tiny man. He could be a floating act, uh, projection of book. He could be a scroll. I thought he was uh, just well, a book. Uh, what is he now? He's a tiny what's man. he look like? He's a tiny, ah, man. tiny man. Oh, oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> All right, so like, so like, I, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like, like in the truest form, like Winston, like your book just kind of floats up and like opens up and like starts to like emit like. Like the the pages all kind of move, and it does like that. Uh, that like um, uh, almost like a flip book, but um, I like it just starts moving so fast that it starts making the noise of a uh, of like a project of a uh, of a of a film projector. Oh, I love it. Essentially, and like a little like light beam comes out and kind of projects out and like and like projects out the image of like a tiny little like um like. Uh, like medieval, like uh, like sorcerer, essentially. Like a Merlin. Yeah, like a Merlin. How tall is he? Uh, and he and he like he... looks out at you guys, and and he's like, "Oi, Gubdas, Winston about... at Davis. He's about six six inches tall. Yeah, <laughs> tiny, tiny little three D projection of a of a Merlin. What can I do for you, mate? I need to identify these revolvers. Apparently, there might be some arcane magic going on. And I suppose if you can I feel any, uh, if you could identify anything else for the next minute as well in this room. All right. Uh, roll me, roll me an arcana check for you. There's a twenty-three. Oof. All right. Uh, so Winston uh, kind of like starts like rotating around the room. Uh, like the projector still stays like pointed at the same spot. So the, the little picture of Winston is in the same spot, but the book's kind of like rotating around the room. So every so often he cuts in and out as the uh, light goes, like goes behind you guys, like still there. Um, he's just kind of like waving around his wand. He's like, boy, where's the fucking magic in here? And um, a 23 Arcana, Winston is able to really get a good feel for this pair of pistols. Um, have a curse on them of some variety that he's not positive of. He does think the curse has this curse feels to him like you would be receiving some modicum of the damage dealt out that these pistols shell out. It's some kind of like, um, like a retribution curse, essentially. 
there, there appears to be some kind of boon in power, but a uh, a punishment that comes along with it. Uh, um, traditional eye for an eye curse, I see. Yeah, and it does feel, and and he is, and he's able to confirm uh, Mikey's suspicions that it does have a connection to one of the planes of hell. Uh, it's tough. Uh, he doesn't know the planes as well as Mikey does. Uh, he he can he can say it definitely is tied to a demon or a devil uh, in one of the planes of hell. Uh, at one point, uh, the person who wielded these guns took an oath. Uh, 23, he can tell you that it, the curse has been here for what feels like quite some time on the guns. It's uh, it's a it feels like it's been kind of laying dormant. It's not very active. It's not like seething dark energy into the world. It's just kind of quiet curse. They're, 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 they are a pair of, uh, of what appears to be cursed pistols. Well, I must say thank you, Norman, for convincing me not to pick them up. The 23, uh, Winston does not know how to break the curse, but Boy, I can tell you, mate, you might not love them, but them fucking triplets we met, they might be able to do something with this. Mm. Okay. All right, now you've convinced me now to pick them up. Now, is it going to be like the curse that latches onto me as soon as I touch them? No, nah, this is this is a using curse. You can, you can move these into your bag, or you, if you... I, like I, I, I might have you roll a uh, a save at some point if you want to keep them on your person to see if maybe a demon could uh, could feel that somebody was operating with his pistols. But if you want to keep them in your bag or like in a hey. pocket, hey Mikey, why don't you hold on to these guns for yeah, me? I was about I to ask, are you a demon or a devil, Mikey? <laughs> well, uh, technically half demon. Or a, so a de- I actually wait. A devil is above a demon. My dad would be a devil. No, they're not. They're not like a hierarchy of each other. Demons and devils hate each other. Yeah. I'm the son of whatever the hell. Oh, Mephistopheles. I'm pretty sure he's, oh, he's a, a devil. I thought he's a devil. Yeah, yeah. Because he's uh, making deals with people. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean he's the leader of a of a of a, one of the nine hells. He would have to be a devil. Yeah. So the yeah he's an arch demonic. So I'm a half devil. Yes, because like you said, like you were saying nostalgia earlier about like it smells like home. Uh, my home's in New Jersey. <laughs> so, what's so it's that called the Pine Barrens. <laughs> I'm from the Pine Barrens. Also so smells hell. like sulfur in hell. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but you visited hell. Yeah, I mean I've seen it. Vacation. I, yeah. You go see dad. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, you, nice. you, you hold but, on. Sorry, so the pistols, are they demonic or devilish? Uh, the, the pistols are demonic. Okay, so uh, putting a target on you from a demon would probably actually be worse than either of us holding it. Because they specifically hate devils, which means they'd very oh. much like to kill a devil. Some. And if what I'm saying is right... And this specifically is those Pelagios, Pelagathos, Pelagathos motherfuckers. And uh, they specifically are after me. They sent one to my house. Yeah, you might not want to hold on to a thing that can track. In fact, I don't think any of us should hold on to it. But if we really want to, at least not him. 
Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. What if we just take one, though? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's all or nothing. We're either leaving them both or we're taking them both. <laughs> uh, I say we take them, but just put them in your bag. All right, yeah, fine. Don't, yeah. don't, don't have Mikey hold them, because we don't want them tracking him directly. All right, I'll take both of them. I only want to use one, but I'll take both. All right, uh... You have uh, a pair of cursed pistols in your inventory. Um, using them right now, they're just there. Uh, when you guys get back to base, uh, the triplets can take a look at them and see what they can do with them. Uh, yes, uh, uh, I'm picking them up with my handkerchief. The one, like my, my uh, item handkerchief. <laughs> your, 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 uh, your purple and gold one? Yes, purple with gold embroidery. Excellent. Callback. There's a throwback. That's my favorite color. Oh, is that from episode three? The one you just (laughs) (laughs) which is why it's so freshly in his mind when he was listening to it today. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost forgot I had this. All right, I'll just like lightly, gingerly pick them up and drop them into my uh, satchel. I do have to agree with my our past selves. I think we do need to bring back yielding our turns. That was a fun. That was a fun time. Um, I yield my time. I yield my time. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to do in this room? You found what appears to be a recently fired gun, which would be, in which is out of the normal, um, and very suspicious. And it does have uh, some white fur in it. I mean, you, like with Can the, I with, put with the fur in a little evidence bag and keep it on my person. Yeah, I, I would imagine with your guys, uh, with your guys' detective kit that you, uh, since you already busted it out to, uh, to dust for fingerprints, you probably yeah. have a little. Yeah, you probably have like I'm gonna say you have three bags. All right, one says evidence A, one says evidence B, and the other one says evidence C. And all right, after so that, you have no more bags for evidence. All right, and they're and they're also Manila envelopes, tiny Manila envelopes. All right, I'm gonna put the hair in a tiny Manila envelope. Excellent. And I'm going to put the pistol with the, we found it in, in one of the actual evidence bags. All right, this will be evidence A is the pistol. Yeah. Evidence one is this little manila envelope with a hair in it. The envelopes will be labeled numbers one through whatever, and the bags are eight. <laughs> it's an alphanumeric organizing system of evidence. We'll work on it back yeah. at base. When we go to court, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna guess that there's no like checkout logbook of borrowing weapons here. These are just for display. Yeah, these are uh, like 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 you found with the uh, elephant gun. It was just a display piece. Um, it seems like like as you are looking around, um, some of the blades are like mildly sharp, but most of the stuff looks like it's like display stuff. There is some like actual historical pieces that do look like they still hold a bit of a, a bit of an edge. And then, um, and you did find that uh, the black powder bag, it's basically a bomb. Uh, aside from that, it looks like most of the rest of the stuff is just display stuff. I look at one of the weapons from like 500 to a thousand years ago. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember that one. It's a morning star. Do you uh, study that in college? Where'd you go to college? Which time? The first time? The time you graduated. 
You got like a bachelor's and a master's. Which time? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird response to that question. I'm gonna say, all right, let's go kill this plant monster that smacked me on the ass on the way out. I mean, I basically just explained it this whole thing to you guys like ten minutes ago. <laughs> I I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about? You've been you've been being very dismissive since I confided in you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I feel so right. unheard. Um. All right. So, um, we got guys the guns. Were, you guys got the guns. Guys we're heading to the greenhouse next. So, let me get perception check for everybody. Sneak in. I tell everybody. Look out! This fucking plant thing is uh, nineteen. Oh, I'm gonna tell everyone to sneak though. Oh, do you want do you want me, do you want to sneak? I can cast ghillie suit and cardboard box for you specifically. <laughs> yes, I'll take my cardboard box. Thank you. What did, what did you ask of me? Perception. Ah, uh, yeah. Per, uh, uh, perception checks from everybody as they enter the room. I'm gonna cast ghillie suit slash cardboard box. I got an eight on the perception. Mikey's, oh my god, Mikey's net one. You're just like you're like stuck in your head. You're like. Demons. Demons are after me. My dad. I'm a devil. I'm a devil. Not a demon. The demons are after me. You're just kind of like thinking as you walk into the room, like not yeah. really even looking around. Am I even really a devil because I'm a half devil? Does that make me a new thing? Do I, I don't even fit in in hell. This sucks. Am I a devil demon? Lawrence. You... I'm climbing to my cardboard box. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> You're so worried about like not being seen on your way in that you're not looking. For where uh, possibly the um, like the, the the plant that threw you is, uh, Norman. As you enter the room, you in see my in your ghillie suit. You see what looks like another ghillie suit attached to the wall, and it kind of like ripples and shuffles, and kind of slides a little bit over. All right, uh, can you describe to me the wall and thing it's connected to? And in, in so. The so Deep. there is uh like two brick walls like like uh connected to the building mm -hmm. and then the other two walls on the outside corner are both like large glass paned walls what material is in between the panes of glass wood damn <laughs> i was thinking the same thing what turn this whole place into an oven i agree um so yeah, it, it, it's a standard kind of like wood frame with a bunch of windows in it. Um, there's also right. uh, a bunch of skylights in the uh, in the ceiling to uh, to allow a bunch of the daylight in. Uh, but the uh, this ghillie suit's attached to one of two is attached to one of the brick walls, and just kind of like is intended to look like ivy and vines kind of growing up the wall, but appears to be a, a large clumped mass of it. I would like to also appear as a large clump of massive plants in the room. Is that a thing you can do? I'm in a ghillie suit. Can I make a stealth uh, check? Which is kind of blend right. in. Yes. Uh, give me. Uh, give me a stealth check. All right. So I get plus ten from the uh, pass without trace ghillie suit. So that's fourteen. All right. Uh, fourteen. Yeah, I rolled a four. Not not so great. Not so great. This 
being doesn't seem to uh, use any variety of like sight to perceive. Good vibrations. Yeah, like so (laughs) as you kind of like appear to be a clump of ivy on the wall, you notice that it like almost kind of like shudders and shakes and kind of like readjusts and kind of like almost like in a way of like in the best way you can notice it kind of like points itself your direction as you touch the wall and send like the vibration force like along the wall and it can feel your movement and just kind of like ever so slightly kind of like starts to like you can see it slowly start to move along the wall towards you I'd like to hold my hand out as it approaches and as soon as it gets close I'm going to cast flame blade all right, let's all roll initiative. That's the name of the podcast. How did you do He said that? the thing. <laughs> Play the theme song again. Play the theme song again. More synth. Extended version. I got a 19. And then a growl for the monster. The world's not ready for an extended version of the theme song. I, I, have, a, to write more I have a question, though. So is the, the cardboard and the ghillie suit, that was you casting uh, Pass Without Trace on us? Yeah, so any stealth checks you make. So that means that what I have is a newspaper that I'm just holding up. You can see the whole rest <laughs> of my body, but I just have the newspaper up in front of my face. So you just see my hat poking up above it. That's my version. All right, so we have we have a cardboard box, a newspaper, and I'm in a full ghillie suit. Just like <laughs> well, it's a man, it's a man holding a newspaper, trying to look inconspicuous. Like I'm just holding a newspaper up above, in front of yeah, my that face. Newspaper provides plus ten to stealth checks as long as I maintain uh, the spell. I believe that's fantastic. Mikey, can you give me the uh, initiative roll? Oh, that's right. Sorry, I was focused on how much I love that. <laughs> yeah, concentration up to an hour. You can hold that newspaper. Uh, 12. Alright, it's actually just one mound. I just double-clicked it. Uh, did somebody just drop and break glass? I dropped a spoon. <gasps> Spoons are unnecessarily loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, 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 like... you, don't have to, you don't have to apologize for the acoustic batterings of spoons, alright? <laughs> yeah, it's more There's fascinating no one... that your chair doesn't make a noise, but a spoon sounds like it fell off a cliff it's i mean it sounded like that spoon was close you know what i mean like yeah, probably it, start, it, it, it was right start next to the keep your chair close but keep your spoons even closer <laughs> are you having a nice a nice hot tea there ryan oh that's more like a stirring device a stirring of ice <laughs> a stirring device oh, oh. <laughs> and what, what were you stirring does it matter uh, i mean no i was just curious all right it, it in my head, you were having like a saucer of hot tea, but now, now that you've avoided the question, you were just it's crack. He, he was cooking. <laughs> I am, I, I am cooking crack on a spoon. spoon. Is that how that works? Right? That's the drug you cook on a spoon, or is it how it's, like, it's a plastic spoon? Oh, that's not one. how you do it. Or, or a plastic spoon would have made that kind of noise. You get way higher if you use well, plastic. There's two of them. All right, uh, so uh, Spoon Man goes first. <laughs> All right, it's just one shambling mound, you said. Spoon uh, Man. He I'm didn't going... tell us it was a shambling mound. Well, he said it was. He did. He said it was a mound, and he said it was shambling in two separate <laughs> but he never specified it was a shambling mound. That's not a gaming. <laughs> All right. 
Meta game. I refuse to play anymore. Uh, I'm put the HP now too. God damn it! I'm gonna put in my uh, special bullets of double firebolt and just take two shots. Or no, it's not two shots. It's one shot. Um, wait, what does it do? Double double firebolts. Sounds uh, like it's just two firebolts if you ask me. I got a fifteen in it. Oh wait, no. Uh, uh, yeah, just both, both, both hit either way. Uh, 16 Ooh, solid 16 fire damage. So 16 fire damage that is a nice little blow. Um, you see, you can't stir stuff and crack beers, but we were even stirring them. I wasn't actually, I wasn't actually stirring anything, it's the spoons I use to feed my cats their wet food out of the can. I just wanted to oh, sound right. cool. All right, well, th- what do you I mean? mean this having is- cats is way cooler than doing crystal meth or whatever. <laughs> stirring, <laughs> stirring a nice. I imagine everyone imagines me sitting at hey home guys. drinking a nice gin and tonic. That's yeah, that's what I thought you were going for. You're having yourself a nice, uh, what's it called? Old fashioned. Uh, I'm not, I don't know how to actually make one. Hey guys, <laughs> just hey, I'm taking a knee for a second, just letting you know. Having feeding your cats is a lot cooler than crystal meth. <laughs> no, it's it's spoons I use for cat food. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's all good now. I, everything makes a lot more sense. So, um, I like to imagine like you load the special bullets into your gun, and it's very like when Hellboy's putting like his special ammunition into his giant pistol. Nice. Don't say it, Ryan. I know you're thinking about that shitty Final Fantasy anime, and I need you to stop now. I I wasn't, but that was, no, that was me that was thinking about it. Ha ha! Someone was thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you blast out your your two giant fire shots, and they both impact the uh, the shambling mound <gasps> as it as it as yeah. it's crawling across. Um, they like hit and like burst through and like kind of burn and like scorch away like a few vines where they hit and you like see brick behind it and then it kind of like can it kind of like moves back over that burnt part and as it keeps like like almost like a wave of vines and vegetation moving along the wall now at a quicker speed towards norman who still like has himself pushed against the wall and with his hand extended is Coming closer to him, uh, very uh, uh, Michelangelo sixteen sixteen chapel. Norman's got his hand held out. It's it, it's furthest tendrils are getting oh. are getting almost all the way to a point where it could like start to touch and grab Norman. But it is Norman's turn. Speaking of actually, speaking of sixteen. Oh wait, chapel, oh sorry. Oh uh, yeah, I still have a bonus action. I'm just going to yep. use my bonus action to to. Uh, did you catch the creation of Adam reference in Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Yes, uh, it was bad. <laughs> I like it. It was okay. It, 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 it wasn't a great moment for it because it felt like kind of like also rushed. Uh, probably. Okay, that's my bonus action. <laughs> to ask about Guardians of the Galaxy 3? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just do the game the mechanic to talk about a movie? <laughs> you son of a bitch. I love it's it. It's a free action. <laughs> yeah. You wild, man. Uh, right. wait, that's my, that's my uh, do, you, do you yield the rest of your time? No. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 2 then? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, uh, 
Norman, Nor- Nor- what do you want to do? I'm so dated with this. I, I, I forcibly end his turn. And then I reach <laughs> forward. And I'm like, you know, it looks like I'm about to have an understanding. But as we declared before we rolled initiative, of course, I'm going to clench my fist and then make a flaming sword appear in it. Um, this breaks concentration on, on the ghillie uh, suit. So I imagine the-, the ghillie suit like burns away as my hand is now holding a flaming sword. Uh, the wow. newspaper burns out of your hand and the cardboard box eviscerates from around you. Ouch. <laughs> yes. Uh, but now I'm holding a flaming sword. Um, it's shaped like a sword that would not be used commonly in this time period. Um, you can see it's clearly of like a weird elfish design. Wow. Did anybody hear like a, like a, a windy whisper? It sounded like it said Elvis. so i hold the flaming scimitar of elvis and i would like to make a weapon attack the flaming scimitar of elvis please oh my god Uh, go for it the greater scimitar of elvis it's a 20 to hit with the 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 flaming scimitar of elvis yes Uh uh-huh uh, stereotypes, you guys. The stereotypical Elvis sounds we are f- us fans. That's what happens every time he swings it. I and then I swing my soul. You don't even sing "Burning Love." I don't know any of his actual songs. <laughs> I, I felt like that was pretty good sounding, like a, a fake Elvis song. Um, you swing out with your flaming sword. It's like reaching out to you. It like it. It sees vegetation. It's like something like me, and then like all that burns away, and all that's left is a man who's kind of pressed his body against the wall, and has a flaming sword, and like scrapes it along the wall, <clears throat> and through the uh, through this uh, this mound of vegetation coming towards him, and it cuts through and it burns. Um, you do see that as you're cutting through. Uh, vines and uh, small branches that like there's a sappy substance that's kind of like glumming it up and kind of like like sealing the wound and kind of like stopping it from continuing to like sizzle and burn so like the fire's not spreading it does make it easier to cut through but it doesn't spread through this plant at, a, at all it doesn't seem like <clears throat> it seems to have some kind of fire retardant sap to it well you can't say that word anymore I, I believe the materials were. I'm just kidding. R- retardant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is a rodentia. Fire special. Um, Modelo it's Negra. A, it's a fi- it's a fire capable <laughs> um, sap. Yes. No, no, you can't say sap anymore. That's what you can't say. Damn. <laughs> Whoa. You hear this man just dropping some crap? Just crap about sap? Um, all right, uh, so you have swung through with your uh, your flame blade. Do you have anything else, or are you yielding? <clears throat> I yield the remainder of my time. <clears throat> Gasp. Willingly. Uh, believe it or not, uh, you are, you're, you're up next. Uh, your newspaper's gone. That's sad. 
I'm just standing there like, hey, I, I didn't see nothing. I'm not I'm not doing anything. Um, I'm even I'm not even with these guys. Hey, I, I, mean, I didn't I, I didn't see it. <laughs> I don't fight plants. Uh, they already tried fire. Fire seems to work okay. It's just not giving you any kind of double bonus, double damage, burning. It seems to have like a fire handy capable sap. Yeah, I'm just gonna hit it with uh, regular old Eldritch blasts. All right, some good old regular force damage. Fifteen definitely hits. What's the nine end up being? Uh, twelve, uh, sixteen, plus. I believe. Yeah. All right, both those hit. It's uh twenty-one damage. Force. All right, twenty-one damage of uh Eldritch blast. Uh, how's this look as you as you blast in with? The, like you see that this does um, uh, the most damage so far. Both the fire attacks did a little bit of damage, cut some stuff away. You do a nice, decent chunk of uh, of, of blast damage into this thing. Uh, I take out my, I unholster my pendant, and I'm just gonna try center massing this thing. I'm just gonna, hey, fuck it. I'm just gonna stop blasting and just. Pew, pew. And you can just see like beams coming directly out of the pendant pentagram, just out directly at him. He Danny DeVitoed him. He's just started blasting. I just gotta start blasting. Excellent. Um, you see it kind of like ripple and shake and kind of like repulse away from like even like making larger uh circles away from where you hit it. Uh and like there's larger areas of uh brick exposed. It almost kind of like separates away and kind of reforms itself on a different area further away from uh, like it's like higher up the wall a little bit now uh, like above uh, Norman as opposed to like down lower next to him. Um, just trying to get kind of get away from your concussive blast against the wall. Uh, it looks like it was actually like almost kind of like partly fucked up from how like it was feeling uh, like the force of uh like of, of Norman like the uh the, like the feeling of like um him hitting the wall the feeling of your two blasts hitting into the wall like really shook it up but it is its turn and it is right above uh wait sorry do you have any bonus actions or anything else you'd like mm, to do no all right cool. I would like to well if I'm standing next to these guys I was I would like to move away just so we're not bunched up all right uh yeah you can you can move away to uh cross the room. Any, any kind of anywhere you want, just you guys aren't all together. Uh, Norman kind of already stepped away from you guys and kind of like pushed himself up against the wall. But I'm, I, I'm assuming now you've like <laughs> stood, now you're stepping away from Lawrence and Norman. So it is going to take two slam attacks against you there, Norman, as it kind of like like rises up like a tidal wave on the wall and comes to slam back down on you. Have at thee, beast. So he's currently uh, wild shaped as a. I'm not wild shaped. I am, uh, racial feature, disguised. Yeah, he's just kind of like shape shifting. Uh, he's not wild. The, the illusion's basically done for anyone who's ever played D and D before. I'm a changeling. I'm using the changeling's transforminess. But yeah, you you just kind of look like a Sasquatch still, right? Yeah, I look like a Sasquatch holding a flaming scimitar. Uh, 15 doesn't beat your armor class, right? Correct. I have 18. 
Damn, that's <laughs> excellent. <laughs> that's a nineteen. So, 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 so nineteen does beat your armor class, regrettably. All right, fourteen. <laughs> All right. Um. So, if the mound hits a uh, medium or smaller creature, which you are a medium Ooh, Sasquatch, uh, the target is grappled. Uh, it's a DC fourteen, uh, strength to escape. I'm not trapped in here with it. It's trapped in here with me. But it also has. Uh, Oh, I'm trapped in here with it. I'm trapped in here with it. <laughs> so uh, as it kind of like tidal waves over you, you find yourself starting to become engulfed in uh, in vines. The shambling mound engulfs a medium or, or smaller creature grappled by it. The engulfed target's blinded, restrained, and unable to breathe. You, as soon as you can, uh, sorry, it's a DC 14 con save to get out. So wait. There's no save to be grabbed by it. it if it hits you, you are grabbed, and then there's no save to get out. It's just a save to not die. Uh, the, the save to get out is the 14 con save. Or take uh, the amount. Okay, it doesn't specifically. It, to me, it's not really. It, it sounds to me like it's saying you either you're, take damage you're or engulfed. Don't. It doesn't say yeah, anything about always, getting out. You're always engulfed. It doesn't have a get out. As long as you're grappled, you're engulfed. The target can escape the grapple with a DC 14 con save, it says, uh, on the multi-attack. Okay, cool. As long as it says it somewhere, it's just the the little engulf thing that popped up. I believe you. you. I just didn't see that part, and I was just like, it does not sound like I can get out of this. (laughs) Yeah, there's the the multi-attack there. Um, That's that's terrifying. So so on your turn, the first thing you'll do is uh, do the con save. If you do not save, then you are blinded, uh, restrained, suffocating, and taking two d eight plus four bludgeoning damage. Yep. Owie, kaplowie. Uh, I'm yep. still holding a flaming sword, by the way. You are still holding a flaming sword. It doesn't love it, but uh, it does have the uh, the child safe fire goo. My God. Speaking of which. We're back up to the top of the order. It's Lawrence's turn. That's me. Uh, all right. I'm you can you, you can attack the the uh, vegetation and deal damage to it without hitting Norman like center mass. There's parts of it that are not on Norman. What happens if I become bigger than medium while it's c- trying to eat me? I'm curious. <laughs> if you can become a large creature, you would tear out of this because it can only restrain a medium to small creature. That's that's interesting. I'm just it's just you know interesting stuff to think about during. Uh, well, Lawrence is going to like lay down his spell book and call out Winston and say, "You got this, guy. I got 300 range of movement to walk away. So, and I can see through your eyes. So we're good. Uh, so I'm gonna back up into the other room." yeah and he is gonna choose to, to cast a a uh, a fireball that is uh converted into thunder damage not lightning wait you have an arcane gun turret what <laughs> yes what? as yeah. a yeah as a level six uh order this is basically a mobile arcane gun turret yeah, I can cast spells through it uh, as long as I'm 300 feet away. Oh my god, that's amazing! Um, Circle of scribes. Yeah, order order of scribes. Yes, it's not a druid. Love it. Wow. 
Um, uh, yeah, let me let me read the whole thing. Uh, That's pretty sick. Yeah, manifest mind. Uh, you can conjure forth the mind of your awakened spell book as a bonus action while the book is on your person. You can cause a mind to manifest as the tiny whatever. Um, it looks like the tiny person or book or whatever. Uh, while my manifested, the spectral mind can hear and see and has dark vision range of 60 feet. The mind can te telepathically share with you what it sees and hears. No action required. When you cast a spell on your turn, you can cast it as if you were in the spectral mind space instead of your own using its senses. Sick. You can use, do so right. a number of times to your proficiency bonus. That's pretty dope. Um, so you're casting a modified augmented uh fireball into a thunder thunder ball. thunderball not a lightning ball <laughs> there is a legally distinct difference in dnd thunderball is the copyrighted james bond book title <laughs> excellent um <laughs> is it not a book it's just a title that's copyrighted. well it is, it is a book and a movie okay mike mikey moved out of the way um, Norman is there. He could take damage. I did say there was a portion of this thing that's further that is not on Norman that you can hit. He'll be fine. I just need, I just need a DC ten or before you roll or before we roll anything. Just give me a DC ten Arcana check to see if you can put this. Uh, Seventeen. This ball. All right, cool. You can put this. You can put this. Uh, the sphere of uh, this ball in an area that's not going to hit Norman. Um, so it might shake uh, up the whole lighthouse or the greenhouse, though. Uh, the mound has to make a deck saving throw. Uh, yes, DC 16. All right, decks, uh, for a shambling mound, not its best, uh, not its best, uh, quality. Oh, wow, yep. <laughs> Uh, it rolled a nat one, and with a minus one, that's a fucking zero. It's going to Whoa. take 25 thunder damage. Uh, yeah, that's a ton of damage. Um, it doesn't love that. It reels, and like, and part of like a, a, like a good chunk of it, like just totally like gets blasted off. You, there's twigs and leaves, and 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 tree sperm flying everywhere um norman you feel this whole thing kind of shake and almost kind of like slightly almost like kind of lose grip of you for a second as it's kind of reeling from this damage but then it starts to retighten its grip back around you but it gave you like a moment to like breathe again as you're kind of like going through your head trying to figure out uh what you're doing next but uh yeah that's a uh that's a big ass fucking chunk of damage. Oh, I know exactly what I'm gonna do next. Uh, I'm gonna say I moved. Um, how how far away am I from the shambling mound right now? Um, well, the, you're saying you went out of the room. Uh, yeah. How far away did I back out? Let's say you're like I don't know. You were probably like 15 feet into the room, so you're probably about 15 feet out of the room so now. So I got the entrance. I can still peek around the corners and stuff. You're like. You're outside the entrance. You're like in the hallway. I wouldn't say uh, you necessarily have line of sight, per se. Uh, but I, like, you oh yeah, I can, I, I can cast. I, I can see through the the fucking book, so it's fine. Yeah, you can see through the book. All right. Um. 
Is that it for you? Yes, that's my action bonus action. All right, cool. Uh, big chunk of damage. It is uh, definitely fucked up. Uh, Norman, it is your turn. I'm, I was going to say you could take your, you can make your con save uh, if you'd like. I would like sounds- to not make my, con- uh, you know, I have to, to see if I take the damage. So let's make that con save. Yeah, I take that damage. Uh, I'm going to use my reaction for silvery barbs to reroll that. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. God damn it, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that, Eric? <laughs> What reroll? Yeah, you got a four. You made it's a worse roll. He wanted you to get <laughs> a better one. You wasted my spell slot. Yeah, dude. Why would you ever try to use a resource on me trying to use luck? You should know by now that I don't roll well when it counts. That's why we're so pissed. Uh, God. Twelve damage because it's plus four, right? But yep, twelve damage. Uh, as this thing constricts around you, and you feel like some thorns dig into your skin. Ooh, unpleasant. Yes. All right, I'm going to wild shape into a polar bear. All right, uh, that's a large, a large creature. creature. <laughs> All right, um, as you, so, uh, like, like in a scenario where you would have been stuck and absolutely just like, just mostly fucked, uh, this is one of the few ways out of it. And you turn into a fucking polar bear and just rip right out of the, uh, of the, of the, of the vegetation. You kind of emerge from it as you're roaring. Um, do you have uh, attacks also, or or can you just transform? Oh yeah, that's just my bonus action. I technically still have flame blade active too, because you don't break concentration when you wild shape. All right, uh, I, know, I know we've blade... already ruled that. Oh wait, actually, we haven't talked about bear holding it yet. We've talked about uh, octopus and wolf holding it. So what's the deal? Right, with so you being I a mean, bear? I, I I'm of the I, everybody knows the video of the bear. That throws the, the stick around like it's like it's a goddamn karate oh, I guess master. We did already talk about this. Yeah, so I feel like the bear, especially being of sentient mind like you, um, can wield uh, the the flame blade. It's it's a two handed it's a two handed weapon. Now you're not getting a bonus for it, but you don't have a free hand. I don't need hands. I need sword. I have a free ball. I, I can't do multi-attack or anything with it because multi-attack, you specifically have to claw and bite someone. So, but the the allure of being a bear holding a flaming sword is just too much to pass up. That's a 17 to hit. 17 hits. That's 11 fire damage. Consistent with the 11. Very consistent. I feel like I'm having some sort of thing where my brain's working and I'm remembering like, oh, shambling mounds aren't weak to fire even though they're a plant. They're weak to something else. But, oh well, I can't remember, and I wouldn't know that as a person, as a character anyway. Alright. Um, you sw- you turn into a bear, and, like, the blade is, like, flying through the air, I feel like, as you turn into a bear, and, like, you reach up with both your front paws, and, like, catch the hilt, and then just swing it down through the, uh, through the, uh, the the vegetation and and cut a very similar path through it and I saw another chunk off. This thing is uh, considerably smaller now than it was when you guys started fighting it. It is uh, shrinking rapidly, and that'll bring us. Uh, and that is your action and bonus action. Uh, do you want to move anywhere? Or are you just going to stand right there as a bear? 
Oh, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I'm a full health bear right now. Excellent. Uh, that'll bring us to Mikey then. Mikey, you're like kind of over in the corner. You would just uh, you just watched a thunderball go off in the room, and then a bear, a polar bear, erupt from the vegetation and definitely catch a flaming sword in the air and swing it down. And then I look over to my left to where the thunderball came from, and it's the little tiny man <laughs> that I saw earlier. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on in here? <laughs> and then I just... <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll go with what I know. And I pull out my pendant. But then also, um, I think you're right, Eric. There is something that fucks with them that isn't fire. And I think <laughs> it might be poison. So I'm just going to throw poison at this thing. I'm sure that's the right answer, right? No. Um, I'm going to fire one of my shots. Okay, wait. I have a question first. Yes. The ceiling. What kind of what are we talking about here? What what we got here for like a greenhouse ceiling? Yeah, so it, so it does have uh it does have glass panels up above you. It's uh. it looks like it's uh as opposed to like just one big sheet of glass, it's like a series of uh skylights. Um kind of like those like those like ones that you would see on top of like a building in New York. They kind of like go up and like crown up into points kind of. Yeah. Damn, that makes it more difficult. Um, I kind of want to do this though because it's fun. Um, do things that are fun. Oh, I guess I can fly up there. Shit, I didn't even think about that. I was like, "What's my area of effect situation?" All right, I'm gonna fly up to that dome. Hey, is it above? Is it above the uh, the plants? Yeah, it's above pretty much everything. Let's do a thunderclap and try to shatter this glass. All right. All right. Uh, the glass is inanimate. It's just going to automatically fail. Uh, I can't really do anything for it. Roll me an arcana check to see like how accurate you are in like shattering the glass right above. 20. That's a pretty good arcana check. I want to see how I want to do this damage. Uh, you have a dagger, right? In your inventory? Uh, in, your, in your attacks? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Roll me a D8 and then roll dagger damage the amount of times for the D8. And that's going to represent like large chunks of glass falling down. All right, so you get to do roll, roll dagger damage twice. <laughs> one of them is a is a crit crit glass all right so you dealt uh nine damage with the glass falling down um a bunch of big shards fell down uh but because it's kind of a smaller bit of vegetation now um not all of them hit but you had one that kind of fell right into the center mass and seemed to cut through like a bunch of vegetation and then another one that got another good chunk. So uh, this glass did cut some parts off of it. You don't uh, nine damage. Um, this thing is looking real messed up. Uh, you know what? Fuck this. Burn a sword point. I'm not done with this thing. Yeah. All right. Qu quicken spell. 
Yeah. And I'm going to throw a fucking thunderball at this thing. Oh, shit. Because that was a cantrip that I fired. Or you know what? I don't actually have to do it that hardcore. I'm just going to hit it with... I'm just going to fucking shoot Eldritch Blast. Uh, oh, yeah. He's quick and spell seeking. All right. So another double set of blasts. So roll, another two, uh, roll two more D20s. 18 right. and one. The nat one misses. Uh, the 18 for sure hits. Uh, so roll a D10 for the 18. Nine. Nine uh, plus nine four, plus so it's 13. 13 damage. So it's actually more than that. That's good then. All right. Um, that is Mikey's turn. He used his uh, quicken spell. The mound is much smaller now. It's moving a little bit quicker with how small it is, but there's not a lot of it left. Norman, or uh, Mikey is flying up in the air, and Lawrence has run out of the room. Norman is a giant bear right in the middle, so Norman is going to do what Norman does, and he's going to tank and take damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it cannot uh, engulf you because you are a giant creature, so it can't uh, grapple you. Yeah. You're a creature, so we got slams coming up. Does an 18 beat uh, a polar bear's armor class? Yeah, polar bear has barely any armor class. It's like 13 or 14, I think. All right, uh, well, you might want to check that because I did roll oh. 13 also. Uno, momento. Four, 12. 12. So both hit. Ooh, bear don't like that. Really good damage troll. Chunky damage to the bear. Uh, that is 37 damage to the bear. So this bear went from 42 to 5. <laughs> Oof. Uh, but it is it is going to be bear's turn. It's going to be bear's turn soon. Uh, that was all the uh, the mound could do. I want you to think of it like the map, like uh, the vegetation just kind of started turning itself into big spikes and like stabbed like up into the polar bears like stomach and leg and like left really big gaping wounds. Uh, the polar bears uh, got blood. There's like some red pinkish fur. It's it. The polar bear's in a rough shape. Uh, and uh, most of you guys know that polar bear's Norman. Probably. The glasses are still there. <laughs> uh, and uh, that brings us to Lawrence. It is your turn. This uh, this mound is, is fucked up. Just launched a big-ass attack at the bear. You are outside the room, but you're staring through uh, Winston's eyes. Oh, he looks pretty fucked up, Winston. We couldn't let him die right now, Winston. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was thinking about other things. I forgot I had to talk to you as Winston. Um, oh, he is a weird one, but I mean, he's he's put his neck out there for us. You're you're hiding in the other room. <laughs> All right, fine. You make compelling arguments, Winston. All right, um, fine. make a new character. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, actually, uh, I have to look up. Can I use my? Can I use my changing spells for cantrips? I'm going to cast lightning bolt this time, but I'm going to change it into thunder as well. Ooh, a thunderbolt. All right. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's uh, DC sixteen um, Dex save as well. All right, again, not at specialty. I'm aiming at center mass. 
Pikachu hit it with a thunderbolt. <laughs> oh my god, it rolled like another net one. Pikachu! That's twenty zero. It's twenty-nine. Uh thunder damage. Super right, effective, um, Pikachu. So yeah, uh twenty-nine thunder damage. Death's door this thing is on. God um damn. it is just a few like like branches with some li- with some leaves on it, uh, a couple thorns left, kind of like scraping itself along the uh, along the ground, right at the feet of a giant bloodied polar bear. I don't have an I don't have anything I can do with my bonus action. So, well, Norman, it. it's your turn. Nine fire damage. All right, uh, Norman, uh, finish this mound. I just see all of the branches kind of connected to a central point, and I just start sweeping the floor like it's time to clean up. This bear's in full sweep mode. Except for I'm <laughs> torching it all with a flaming sword. Just like absolutely torching like like even random plants in the in the greenhouse stuff that's not even part of this. Just like just like in a mad in a mad in a mad frenzy. Just so money fucking evil plants. Carlac. And with that, you guys have defeated the mound. Everybody give me perception checks really quick. Uh, Norman, do do yours with advantage. 26. All right, 26. That'll be our highest score. There's a 14 and a 13. The 26, as a polar bear, you're still a bear. You smell blood. (laughs) And not your own blood. You smell blood in the room. And you kind of like follow the scent trail over towards the corner of the room. Yeah. Uh, kind of like where like the brick wall meets like the first start of the glass of the of the panes of glass. And there is a a table over there, like a potting table. And there's been a bunch of uh, pots kind of like thrown off of it onto the ground and you see blood on the table and on the floor right underneath the table where it kind of like puddled up. As I want to get up. a real good sniff of that blood. And you are going to get a real good sniff of that blood and then we're going to pick this up next week. Like a Lawrence is going to lean in and like dab his finger in and put it in his mouth and be like, it's blood. Goes more casual for the second name, or if he's gonna be like Duke. It's gonna be even more extravagant. I'm willing to bet. I, 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 I can only hope so. Nope, less extravagant. Dawson 
brisk brittle blossom yeah I, the last guy was like a noble this one's more of like a like a a, a little gnome you see i'm nelson brittle blossom I, I have to give you credit did you come up with the name brittle blossom yeah i just handed it up a second ago when i was driving. that is an amazing name brittle it's hard to say brittle blossom but it's a that's a fucking great name it feels a great for gnome, a gnome. it feels great for a gnome also yeah uh, it's more of a halfling name, if I'm being honest. No, no, no. That's a, that. That's how gnomes. Like my guy's name is Dewstride because I looked up how it works, and it's usually a description of something about you that's nature related. So he's brittle blossom means he's a weak little bitch. Yes, but I'm super smart and stuff. Ooh. I think I'm right about that, but no need to hold up for me. Guys, I'm looking let's up do a, gnome names. Let's do a hard pause and look up gnome names real quick. I'm just kidding. Um, you I know, already you did. I mean, you do it. <laughs> Fuzz kettle, clock brass. Yeah, see. Fast stitch. Yeah, but. And he's brittle blossom. It's a description and a nature thing. Yeah, I feel like it. I, I, I feel like it tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the, the come at me. Nature stuff is definitely more. <laughs> no, my guy's name is Dewstride because he was a rogue and he was sneaky. He's a nature gnome. He's a nature gnome. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there are no nature gnomes. Fight me. I'll there use are halflings named, There's halfling names like Brush Gather, Leaf Gallo, Tea Leaf. Eric, if you have to pull the car over or turn it around and take it to <laughs> Mike's house first fight Ryan and then come here. Okay, I understand. I've already diverted. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. He sounds weak right now. It's my perfect. It's all the cancer. If you punch him right in his cancer, you might, you'll, you'll, you'll defeat both him and his cancer. <laughs> really why, are that? why are people not punching more cancer cells? Oh, I don't know. Okay, it's just, it says here they get nicknames, and here's an example of one: is Sparkle Gem and Scumble Duck. So Brittle Blossom it seems to work in that. It, yeah, but it, it does yeah. say here you need to make up other names along with it. But who gives a shit? I like Scumble Duck or whatever that one was. Scumble Duck. Scumble Duck. I like, I like Scumble yeah. Duck. Quack. Um. Alright, uh, we are just fully off course. Um... <laughs> Dick Tarkleby. <laughs> That's a real... It's <laughs> no, not a dumb thing. Damn it, it's you! <laughs> yeah. Got me, you fooled me there. <laughs> I just realized we should have been having that conversation on mic. Eric's gonna get in here and he's gonna be like, he's gonna be like, wait, am I already in here? <laughs> no, he's busy making up a new name. He's gonna be like another five, ten minutes.
No. No. Honorable Lord Regent Vic it's like Victorian Aeldefor. Oh, it's fully on my screen. Nice. Mine cuts off after the T. Yeah. That's upsetting. I've got the full thing. It's very elvish. I when I came in last time I thought I overheard Brian saying he wished it was more over the top, so this time I made it more over the top. <laughs> And then we've got Dick Tarkleby here, so. I appreciate that. <laughs> I feel, I feel some, odd, some odd fellow named Mike. Yeah, nothing different about my name. Mike. Mike. My God. You're a god. Not yet, but I will ascend. With this, the life stone. Where'd you get that? Oh, actually, the guy was selling it for two bucks on the corner. Uh, that's not a life stone. But it does he said it, it was. It, it, yeah, he meant the type of life stone that like makes you feel life. For the first, yes. Yeah. And with this, I shall rule over everything and ascend oh, into you could godhood. Do that. I mean, that'll work. I don't know about godhood, but pimpdom. Um, what is this pimpdom? <laughs> just, oh, it's just a way of it's the culture of my like, people. Full sorcerer robes, holding like an arcane staff, <laughs> yeah. yeah. punched over in the middle of like a New York back alley. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, it is a wizard. <laughs> Or are you a bard? I'm druidic hermit. Sold me. Uh, of course, of course. 